0: romance is in the air today we will talk about love more specifically about whether or not love is over romanticized in today's culture and why sometimes men feel safer in a bromance with their boys than in an actual relationship so stick around maybe i got something to say about your love life your relationship your (laughs) self-love Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. My name is Zach, and welcome to the Lightheaded Podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. If you're coming back from one of my other episodes, i got to address the fact that I've been gone for a month. There's no real reason, so I do apologize. Sometimes life just kind of kicks the shit out of you, and you got to come back. But, I'm back. And I'm not going to say that I have a specific schedule for my episodes. This is more of my hobby right now. And if I turn it into a job, I start to hate making my episodes. And since I have so much fun making my episodes, I don't want it to become something I don't like. So I will definitely be posting more now that I am back. But I don't want to put any pressure on it. I, I just hope that I can put more episodes out that you all can enjoy. So make sure you look at my social medias, pay attention to them. Uh, and you will see whenever i post if you don't have me on social media you can add me on instagram at the lightheaded podcast simple it's the name of the podcast boom right there if you want to add me on snapchat i post it every single time i i upload on snapchat plus you get exclusive content for free because i don't do premium snapchats cuz i'm not a i'm not going to say it anyway you can see me talk on my stories and just complain about my daily life so if you're into that you can add me at Zach is WAC23. Z A C H I S W A C K 23. Now, getting into the, today's topic, we can talk about love. Now, I don't want to attack love. I believe in love. I've always believed in love. I love hard as hell. And that has hurt me in the past, as it typically does if you go full force into it with no real plan, with no idea how to actually handle love. It's important to know how to handle love, how to treat those that you do love and how you should be treated by those that you love. Self-love is one of the most important parts of a relationship. It's important to know your worth and how you should be treated by your significant other, no matter who that is. And you can talk about love with family, friends, relationships. You should be treated the right way no matter who you're talking to. As long as they say they love you, there are bad people out there. They, they throw the word love around, and they use it and abuse it, and it's horrible. And I wish there was a way that I could stop them. I really do. But until I can hunt down every single person that uses love as an excuse to abuse people, then really all I can do is make podcasts about it, <laughs> at least right now. I do have plans, but don't you worry. We'll get into those at a later date, later down the line. Don't you worry. But self-love is super important, but it can be toxic. It can be extremely toxic. And I have seen it on social media where people think that self-love immediately puts them on a pedestal above everyone else around them. They say that you must be a certain, uh, let's say, income level. You must be a certain race. You must be a certain religion. And while I understand that those can be important when choosing a partner, that should not make you completely get rid of people from your life that want to treat you the way that you should be treated. Oftentimes, those that are around you that you don't even consider to be a possible relationship partner are sometimes the best suited for that. A perfect example of that would be the classic best friend, right? Best friends, I completely understand you don't want to ruin the relationship. I have plenty of best friends where I will not be ruining my relationship with them simply because I think they would be a good person that I could date. It's important for you to know as somebody's best friend, well, maybe we wouldn't be best suited to date simply because of this or that. But oftentimes you hear the stories about the friend zone, right? Guys getting put in the friend zone, girls getting put in the friend zone by the person they really, really like, they love, they've had a crush on for years, and they've been put in this friend zone, and they're so scared to ruin the friendship by making that next move, by being the one to initiate relationship they don't want to make it awkward and i totally get that i've been in that position and it is tougher than hell to get out of it trust me (laughs) but if you really think this person is worth it and you have put in a lot of thought and time and effort into this person then sometimes the next step is to take that relationship step whether or not you get a good answer or not if that is truly your best friend if that is truly one of your better friends They won't let the fact that you have feelings for them ruin a friendship. And I know that a lot of people think that there's a stigma around that where, well, how can you be friends with somebody that likes you? Because then it's going to be awkward. You're not going to be fully comfortable around that person. And that's where self-love comes into it. Because if you are comfortable with yourself enough to know that you need to be the one, be your own rock, then you should be comfortable in your own body, in your own skin, in your own personality and mind knowing that you won't feel awkward with that person around. It's super important for self-love. But double-edged sword is going to take you out every single time. You cannot be too toxic to completely ignore those around you. You cannot set standards that are too high. You see it all over social media right now, and it's honestly creating a divide. So if we could just break that down, that'd be friggin' great because it's annoying to watch where people set these standards. Let's do the classic standard of, Let's say a female is on social media. He says, don't talk to me unless you're over six foot, have a six pack and I'm doing a six figure job, right? But that is a standard for at a younger age is impossibly hard to get. There are people that exist that have all of the things you're looking for. But if you're taking 7 billion people and you're cutting them down to the 1% and then you're upset as to why you cannot find a suitable partner, then you're biting yourself on the ass. You need to understand that there is a process, the long road ahead. If I am 21, about to be 22. It is extremely rare for somebody my age to be making a six, seven-figure job. Now, do I make little money? No, I make I make just enough money. I am comfortable. I get by. I can treat those around me when I want to but not everyone is like that. But where somebody might lack an in income or height they can make up for it in personality and in, in love and just the caring of you. I have seen on social media, and I love this movement, by the way, they celebrate short kings. Now, I don't consider myself a short king. I am right under six foot. So if that's your limit, then I guess I am. But I am not short in comparison to a lot of people that I am around. Anyway, it's women celebrating the fact that they have short kings. Women that are 5'10", 6'5", 5'8". And they they decided to date a man who's 5'6", 5'5", 5'7". And they are shorter. And when they wear heels, they do look very tall next to the person. But they understand that the height doesn't matter. You can love somebody just fine. Your height does not... It's not a cap to how much your heart can love somebody. (laughs) You're not a tank to be filled by love. You have all the room in your soul and your heart and your brain to love somebody. So back off the short guys, man. (laughs) We love them the same. They're my boys. Get off them. (laughs) And the, the whole idea of setting these body standards is insane to me. There are basic body standards. I believe that you should not be obese. Now, I believe being comfortable in your own body, and I love the movement about being comfortable in your own skin, but to normalize the idea of being overweight to an obese level is not healthy for that person. And no matter how much you normalize it, if we don't address the fact that they are obese, they will die at a younger age. It's just, it's just science. And I love that you love yourself, but I guarantee you will love yourself more if you aren't obese, if you don't have to go to the doctor and they say you're going to die at a young age if you don't lose weight, if you don't have to be put on these special diets by nutritionists and doctors, because you're going to know that you're doing it by yourself. Get in the gym, go work out, take, do a diet. And I'm saying that all from, a, from the perspective of a guy who has a very, 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 very good metabolism. I eat like a pig and my body doesn't kill me too much about it. So I'm very, very lucky. So I can't say how hard a diet is. I can't do a diet because I never had to. So I cannot tell you how to diet. I cannot tell you how to be uh, nutritionally valuable and how to work out properly. I know how to work my body and it's important for you to know your body. And the, the more you know your body, the more comfortable you're going to get, the more open to love you're going to be because you're ready, you're excited, you feel sexy, you feel hot, you feel handsome, you feel like you can run the world when you are feeling comfortable. Now, keep in mind that this is all coming from the perspective of a sad boy, <laughs> somebody who has definitely had his had his butt kicked from love, from those that have hurt him. And I'm not any professional, I'm, I don't have a PhD in love, whatever that would be called, right? <laughs> but I do think that this is just basic understanding of love and of relationships. And so whether you take it uh, with a, what's that phrase? With a, we're gonna, I don't know why this is in my head as the phrase, but this is now my uh, phrase. Take it with a shred of cheese, <laughs> whatever the hell that is supposed to mean. <laughs> but <laughs> um, there are going to be bad breakups. There are going to be bad relationships, and there are toxic relationships. The hardest part about a toxic relationship is realizing that it is toxic and then getting out. It's not always physical, but it can be mental and emotional. Somebody can berate you every single day, and it can make you break down. It can make you cry And that is toxic. That is emotional abuse. And you need to realize that at an earlier stage, that way you're not staying unhappy. It's super hard to get out of these relationships because you're, you can be scared of the person. You can be scared of being alone because you've become so reliant on it. And that can go all the way back to what I said about being self, uh, being full of self-love, being self-reliant, understanding that you need to be an individual person. And that's the hardest part of it all is becoming an individual. I have been an individual throughout my life, but I leaned on those around me for emotional support and for happiness because I had always had people around me. I came from a family of three other siblings, four kids in total, and my two parents. And so I had like a decent sized family. My house always had people in it. So when I was, I'm the youngest. When I grew up and I was in high school, I started relying on my relationships and whoever I was dating at the time to fill me with that emotional support and that joy. And that created some problems. And that's why I've been single for three years now. (laughs) Also, to take with a shred of cheese is to be that I have been single for three years. I couldn't even tell you what it's like to be in a relationship anymore. But I can talk from an individual single man standpoint that is observing from the outside, which is oftentimes what you need. You need that outside voice saying, stop looking through the rose-colored lens and realize that you are in an emotional, abusive, toxic relationship. But it's hard to get out, and that's why having friends and family around you is super important. And sometimes you don't have that, and I understand. But that's when you have to become stronger as an individual. But if you do have that support system, if you do have your boys, if you do have your girls, if you have your siblings – lean on them a little bit. Friends are the best to lean on because they, they're they not going to emotionally abuse you. And if they do, then that's not a real friend and you should drop them. <laughs> I think it's important to realize not just in a relationship, but if somebody else is toxic, there are toxic friendships and there are even toxic family members. Now, for family members, I do think that you should work on that relationship because at the end of the day, all you have is family. if If all of your friends were to be toxic towards you and leave you then you need that family and sometimes that family isn't exactly blood being overseas for the past three years i have my overseas family my friends and my guys and everyone here that i've had to lean on for emotional support when i've needed it because i don't have anyone in my family remotely close to me so to have that friendship group that you can say to hey i'm terrified to get out of this relationship And I don't know what to do. What do you think I should do? Do you think you can help me, let's say, move out if you're living with a person? Or do you think you can help me become a stronger person independent-wise or something like that? Just because you lean on somebody doesn't mean you can't become an individual. I lean on people my whole life, and I've still become an individual. But the guys and the girls will always have your back as long as they are good friends. I did not have a lot of guy friends throughout high school. I was on the football team and I was a captain my senior year. And even with that kind of stigma around like being a jock, right? You would think like, oh, popular captain, whatever, right? You don't know. But I didn't have that guy friend. I didn't have that extreme supportive group, especially my senior year, because my senior year, my ex had spread a rumor that I had cheated on her with my newer girlfriend at the time. So all of my even remotely close friends or acquaintances had kind of just left the table. And a part of that was my fault. I'm not going to not take any fault in that. I didn't cheat, but I did help somebody else cheat. And that's never a good way to start a relationship. If you try and start a relationship with somebody by helping them cheat on their significant other, then it's immediately a bad start. It is a toxic start because you're creating this idea in that person's head saying that, I've been saved by you so I can rely on you for everything. Or maybe cheating is the way out of relationships and you can create a beast that just starts breaking hearts all over the place. But I didn't have that friendship as I was going through high school. And now that I've been overseas, I've worked really hard on having my nights with my friends. Just last night, I had a good amount of friends over. We drank, we had a good time. We played some beer pong. We played do or drink, which is a fantastically fun game. If you don't know what it is, it's basically truth or dare with no truth. You either do the dare or you take a drink. And these are some brutal dares, I'll tell you. They get really intense. But I prioritize my friends over almost anyone nowadays because at the end of the day, they've been there for me. They've, they've seen me at my worst. They've seen me at my best, and they've lifted me up to be even better as a person. And friends can piss you off, man. I have been mad at my friends plenty, but at the end of the day, it's about forgiving the friends because if it's not that big of a deal, then there's no reason to hold a grudge. I've always said holding a grudge is so much more work than forgiving somebody. that that can't always be the case if they have really, really wronged you. Holding a grudge against somebody for, let's say, like cheating or, or, uh, I don't know, you want to get severe killing somebody, right? <laughs> we really jumped to 100 there. But you, a grudge can be held sometimes if it is worth it. It is super important for you to realize when a grudge is not worth it. Sometimes it's more worth it to have that friendship and to forgive somebody. I've been deemed very chill by a lot of people by most of my friends saying that you just seem like you don't get super aggravated very easily or whatever. And in reality, I'm like red hot rage a lot. I I get very mad very easily, but I don't show it on the outside because I actively try and forgive those around me. And I actively try and remember that everyone has a reason for what they are doing. Whether or not you are aware of that reason does not give you the right to be mad at the person. If, If somebody is like, I don't want to hang out today just because I'm not in the mood for it. And you were, you had already gotten ready. You looked fine as hell and you're sitting on your couch waiting for that text to go out and they say, I really just can't do it today. And you're mad because that is a good reason to be upset, right? Like you put in all that effort and now you don't even leave your house. But are you thinking about the other person? Are you thinking about maybe, maybe somebody's dog died, maybe somebody's, uh, sibling or somebody in their family has is going through something you never know what anyone else is going through unless they openly tell you and everyone has walls that nobody wants to pass everyone builds up the walls that sometimes they just don't want people knowing all of their business and it, it is on you as their friends to respect the boundaries of that person and to understand okay you don't want to hang out today I'm not going to push you to hang out Sometimes you, some, I can say sometimes I push. Sometimes I'll be like, dude, why don't you want to come out? And if they tell me I'm, I just can't today, I'm not in the mood, or like, I'm going through some stuff and I just don't want to talk about it right now or I just can't be happy, then I get it. But <laughs> you can't hold it against them just because you're not feeling good because eventually you're going to be in that same situation. You're eventually going to have to cancel on somebody for something. You cannot please 100% of the people around you 100% of the time. And it sucks. If I could make everyone happy, I would. My my entire goal in life is to make those that are around me happier and, and remember those fond times together. Because I think those are the best memories. To live your life just pissed off all the time, red rage, is not the way to do it. I used to be a rage machine. As a kid, let me tell you, I was a hellion. I would... I would flip my coffee table as like a three and four year old, just, just out of rage. They'd piss me off and I'd just start flipping things, right? My poor parents. I would climb to the top of a dresser and threaten, I'm going to, I'm going to jump. I'm going to kill myself as a kid, just to try and get a reaction, to get attention. Because I was a hellion. I remember once I was five. I think it was my fifth birthday, and I cussed to my mom. And as a kid, that's not the way to do it, man. (laughs) And she said, don't do it again. And I did it again, and I got punished, as you should as a kid. Today's kids oftentimes aren't getting punished enough, and it's creating some real demons out there. But I I do believe in punishment as a kid. You need it. And it's created who I am today. And I think I'm pretty, I'm a pretty cool guy, you know? <laughs> but I was a hellion. I used to live in red rage. And it took a lot for me to become calmer as a person and as an adult. And I was, I, I was a hellion up until my teenage years. Me and my mom used to get in arguments as a teenager. As most teenagers do, you're going through hormones like crazy. You're, you, you got some pubes on your dick and now you're fucking just, I hate you. Ah! <laughs> but it's important to, to to calm down address what's going on and go through it you know for those teenagers out there chill out <laughs> just chill out <laughs> it'll get better i promise i never i hated the fact that i lived in the same house as my parents as a teenager and now that i have, haven't lived in the same house as them in like three four years i'm like man I'd at least like to live closer. <laughs> I want to have dinner with my parents. I want to be able to go see them. I want to be able to share my experiences with them. So don't take it don't take it so hard, you know? Just live your life to the best. Be happy, be outgoing and reach out to those around you because I guarantee it. The second you say to your parents, "Hey, let's go out to dinner," or if you can't afford that, "Let's make dinner," or "Let's do something together." They will remember it forever. My mom still remembers the days when I was a, a kid. I used to go into my mom's room and we would watch Dancing with the Stars. Very simple. I would cuddle up to her in her bed and watch Dancing with the Stars with her because I love to dance and I still do. I just, I'm not good at it. So just don't expect much. But I can, I can move my body in some type of way. I tell you what, the hips don't lie. Oh, I'm on tonight. You know, my hips don't lie. <laughs> yeah, that was Shakira. I know. It was fire. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's super important to remember to forgive those around you and to love those around you and unconditional love just does not exist. It's real, it's realistic. I hate saying it because I used to believe in unconditional love. I really did, but not believing in an unconditional love does not mean that you don't love that person with your full heart. There's always a condition. You can love somebody with your full heart. And if they cheat on you, it completely breaks you down and you can still love that person and you can still, hope the best for that person, but that doesn't mean you should be in a relationship. And that doesn't mean that you should forgive that because if they don't have the same kind of love for you, then it's important for you to realize that. Now, what I really wanted to touch on is the idea of romance versus bromance, right? So I touched on how it's important to have your friends and it's important to have your relationship and how to separate that and yourself as an individual. It seems like in today's world, we're prioritizing the idea of a bromance, and I don't know the girl version of that, like a, a girl, girl manse. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but where you prioritize your friends over anyone else. And while it is good, you need to understand that if somebody is wanting to be that special person to you and you are ignoring them or choosing others over that person, eventually it's going to break them down and it's going to create tension. I. Saturdays are for the boys, right? Everyone knows that saying. And you can live by that and you can go out with your boys Saturday. But if you go out with your boys Saturday, you better do something nice for your girl either on Sunday or Friday or at any other point in the week. You better do something nice for that significant other because if you're prioritizing your friends over anything in the relationship, if you go throughout your week and you just you go to work, you come back to your, your significant other and you go to bed or you make dinner and you just like – you're just not giving that person the kind of attention that everyone needs, then it's eventually going to blow up in your face. It's hard to commit time to certain things in life. It, it was hard for me to commit time to my podcast, and that's why I took a month break. I had to reevaluate my priorities, and now I'm back. I know what I need to do, but if you want to do the grand scheme, you need to prioritize your time with somebody else compared to your friends. If you want to have that relationship with somebody, you need to prove it. And I believe in respecting everyone as soon as you meet them. You don't know how everyone is as soon as you meet them, but the whole, you need to prove to me that I can respect you. I don't believe that. You are a person just as I, you've been through struggles, struggles just as I, and you deserve my respect for that, whether I know it or not. You could be going through things that are 10 times worse than I'm going through, and we're both struggling just the same, but as individuals we must respect each other. I think that this world has lost a lot of respect for each other, and I think that's why we can't debate like we used to. I don't like getting to politics, but all I will say about politics nowadays is that there's no more debating, and I'm not talking about the candidates. I'm talking about whether it be right or left wing or libertarian or conservative or or anything. People have lost the ability to debate because they don't respect each other's differences if you did that 20 30 years ago people would hate you if you if you were in a debate and somebody tried to argue your debate in a respectful tone and you started screaming at the top of your lungs to completely tone out anything that they're saying it would blow up i don't know how we stand for it nowadays but i will drop it there because i don't like talking about politics <laughs> just learn to respect each other's differences and learn how to create a middle ground. We need a middle ground in life or else we can't do anything. I just found a bug on my neck. Who the fudge do you think you are? Dude. Oh, oh, that sucked. Oh gosh. Oh, where was I? Oh, I just got the chills. That's stupid. Oh God. Um, Uh, respect each other's differences, right? (laughs) Find a middle ground and don't find bugs on your freaking neck. Oh, I feel gross. I'm going to take a shower after this. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I just had a battle with that, that bug that was on my neck. I think he knew he messed up because I grabbed him off my neck and threw him on the ground. And by the way, he was a stink bug, which like are all over where I live in Italy at least. Um, I think he knew he messed up because I threw him and I'm next to my couch and that mo-mofo just ducked and dodged, dug, dip, dive and dodged under my couch. And like, once you touch my body, you're not living, okay? You're gonna die. So I had to chase him. I had to like lift my couch and then he tried to attack me. He flew at me. He was fucking kamikaze in my ass. I like, go but I wasn't having it, so I smacked him out of the air. And being a bug, I have the power of the God's hand when I slapped him. I slapped him into the wall, and he was like, ah, it hit me. But I didn't have no mercy, okay? If you touch my neck like that, you, you're you going to die. So I had to kill him. Swept him out outside my door. He's now with the fishes, as they say. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I think I wanted to wrap this up just by saying that when you go through a lot of toxicity and pain in a relationship, I think you can create some very dangerous scars on your heart and it can create walls that are just unpassable. And while I am not telling you not to protect your heart, there does come a time when you have to internalize what has, what somebody else has done to you and realize that maybe this newer person in your life is not going to do that. If you keep going through your life, and you think everyone is out to hurt me, nobody's going to love me, then you will manifest it. If you don't let anyone love you, then nobody will. It's just the reality. You have to be open to love. It's super important. But building walls is not bad at the end of the day. You can build them, and you you can learn how to go over them and how to let others through them, and you don't have to let everyone through. You can become more antisocial and you can take your time with it but you need to heal eventually you can't just stay in pain you can't just leave these scars on your heart you're gonna have to get through it and that's the hardest part it took me a long time to get through my my heartbreak but we all can do it if i can do it you can do it because i i love like i love like a like a bug loves my neck apparently okay (laughs) so get through it you're gonna do better Uh, I'm going to leave you as good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And I hope your day continues to go all right. Continue to spread love out there, guys. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Peace.